I'm Nolan Bushnell. I'm um, chairman of Exodexa, my education company, and I'm here with Leah Haynes, who is CEO and the one that keeps the trains running on time. <laughs> and uh, I thought I'd answer a couple of questions. We've had people ask, why education? Aren't you a game guy? And uh, the answer is, yeah, I'm a game guy, but what I realized is that games can be very, very educational. And I did a deep dive several years ago on how do you learn? How can I be efficient in learning? Because uh, I want to know more stuff and I want to be able to remember more stuff. And uh, as another touch point, I have eight children, which some people think is excessive, but, uh, you know, they're the light of my life and, and they've all turned out pretty well. And so what I want to do kind of is to explore education and just try to make the world a better place. And so using my experience with video games and wanting to do good education, I've done a lot of research on it and we've got some gamified education and then to add credibility and somebody that actually knows what they're doing i got together with leah leah do you want to put your spin on this <laughs> well i i like to say it all started at the bar <laughs> right <laughs> we were having a conversation about education and the effectiveness and and it was something that you said nolan that just really dovetailed with what i believed and that was about uh attention deficit disorder. I mean, some kids definitely have it. It is diagnosable, but not all of the kids who are being diagnosed with it actually have it. And your comment was, you show me a kid with that diagnosis and I'll test it by putting them in front of their favorite video game and you'll see how long they can focus. And at the same time, as you were saying that to me, I had been listening to the descriptions of my then six-year-old grandson who was playing a game and had memorized all of these mythical things and, and make-believe things. But the fact that he had memorized them to play the game made me think, why are we not using that platform to give kids like what he's memorizing should help his life, whether it's emotional learning or actual curriculum. And so from that, I mean, really, when you first gave me the, the the notes you had for a book on education and and asked me to consider co-authoring it with you, I I really was it was provocative. There were some things in it, as I'm sure will will be proven out when when the book comes out. That some things in it that will just really annoy some people, will make some people really angry, but I think most parents will read it and think. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I think many teachers will say, Oh my goodness, if this could be, it would be wonderful because we now have the ability to um, have individualized learning without it being a burden on the teacher. And that was a, a, a good part of, of what you had talked about. So I think your background in video games opens a door to a lot of really uh, exciting possibilities in education. Well, one of the things that I uh, I researched, and there's a very interesting book 
called Flow, which is from a guy, a Hungarian professor at the University of Chicago called Mihai Chich Mihai. And I've, I'm sure I've bastardized that well. But <laughs> you got it better than most people know. <laughs> but his thing is that if you're in the state of flow, that that is the time where you are fully engaged. And what you need to do in order to get this flow is to have a problem that is not too hard and not too easy, but just right. Kind of like the, uh, the three bears, you know, <laughs> too hot, too cold, just right. And, and I realized that that is what we always try to do with video games, like round one challenges you, but as your skill gets better, now you have to go into round two and skill, you need to have more skill. So it kind of keeps you on that edge where you're in the flow state. And that's why a lot of times in video games, you basically are watching a game and two hours later, all of a sudden you come up for air and you say, whoa, I thought I was doing it for 10 or 15 minutes and it was an hour and a half later. And so that sort of represented a validation to me that video games and education kind of went together like peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, and I think so much of what you proposed in the uh, initial writing about the uh, future of education came from a place of uh, of mission. And I don't know, I, I think... I think everyone so far who's involved with us in this project is here because of a desire to make major change, not a little tweak here and there in education, but really to make major change in education. We have version 14 of the iPhone in, in, in as many years, and yet we're still using basically the same approach to public education that we've used since it was launched a hundred years ago. So Finding the the way, and, and I think that this is true for you as well, Nolan, this stage in our career is really about contribution. What, what can I do with this chapter of my life that leaves what I, leaves a, something a little more positive than what I found? And, uh, and I think that's what we were trying to do with the book and what we're doing with Exodexa. Yeah, and I've always had this theory or this mandate, if you would, particularly with my employees and that, where I said, okay, I want you to talk about the problems maybe 1% of the time. I want you to focus on solutions. And, and, um, and I want your th solutions to be well thought out, you know, grounded in what we know. We don't know everything about the future, but we do know a lot of things about the present that we can extrapolate. And so that's kind of what I tried to do. I tried to say, let's throw out everything we know, we think we know about education process right now and say, in a world in which 
everybody has a cell phone, a tablet, or a Chromebook, how would we structure a learning system that fixes a lot of the problems? And a lot of a lot of problems look to fix the kids who are already working or are already championing. When I think that there's a vast resource of underperforming kids who can perform well in the right environment. And so rather than have sort of consign them to the 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 ash heap of, of history and, and economics, give them the stepping stones to become a full-fledged hyper member of society. And if we can do that, that's really good because we really want everyone to be successful. Everyone. And, uh, and I think that, uh, properly gauged, properly educated. And, you know, I keep repeating this. I think if we do it right, we can teach everything the kids learn in high school in about six months. That's four years of high school in six months. And people look at me and they say, what have you been smoking? And I say, <laughs> let me prove it to you. And that, that's kind of, that's my gamification of life. <laughs> Let me make an outrageous statement and then make the world conform to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're well on our way. And, and, you know, a little bit of time is going to answer that question for us because the, the ability to, to do that is, is certainly there now. I mean, it's the, um, you know, the fear of AI that's come up and AI, you know, people are saying that it, it's helping by a factor of 10. Well, we think that gamifying education can do the same thing. And we expect to be using AI with this. It's, it's a tool. Um, I think some, in some ways, AI has the same metaphor as the steam loom in at the at the turn of the 18th century in london which led to the luddites ned ludd was a weaver who was laid off because of the of the steam loom the jacquard loom and he started the luddites where they went around and tried to break into the factories that had these things and destroy them with sledgehammers and pickaxes. There were more British soldiers fighting the Luddites in the middle 1800s than were deployed to fighting Napoleon in his rampage through Europe. Contrast that to, to India that outlawed the steam loom because it took jobs away. Hmm. And as a result, India condemned their people to subsistent wages because they had to compete with the automation of England. So 
do we want to outlaw AI and, 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 and sacrifice the productivity enhancements that it has? My son says that it's increased his software productivity by 3x already. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm just learning how to use it. And, uh, and what I've been using it for has been remarkable. So I think that we are in the opportunity where we can have an amazing century in front of us. You know, I completely agree. I, I, and I work with a lot of teachers. We just did this big professional development with 200 and some odd teachers. The fear that teachers have about AI is uh, palpable. I, I'm encouraging them to embrace it because this generation will have access to it for the rest of their lives. So let's teach them the ethical use of it. And instead of having kids write a paper and hand it in and worry about whether they did it with AI or not, Instead of having them hand it in, have them present their paper and have a Q&A with the class. And then they, we know whether they learned the material or just printed it out and handed it in. So there are, there are ways to embrace it in education and, and have children use it as a tool. It would have shortened my PhD experience by at least a year if I had had access to that kind of research ability. If I could ask AI to gather all of this research that I needed to read instead of me going through one paper at a time looking for the kind of information that I needed. So I, I, I think it's a, it's a tool, a positive tool if we use it that way. And there will, I'm sure, be uh, bad actors who will find ways to use it against us, but I, I don't think we can stop it because of that. Everything that we've ever created has had good and bad in it. And it's up to people to make a decision about how it's going to be. Power can be used for the good or for the ill. And uh, that's a human condition. It's not fostered by technology. (laughs) So shall we say goodbye now and leave people with something to think about on this one? uh... Well, I want to end with a rant. Okay, please. (laughs) And my rant would be, be part of this movement. Be part of the manifesto. And what we're looking for is truth. And so if you agree, support us. If you disagree, challenge us. And if you have a well-cogent argument of something that I'm missing or I'm wrong on, I want to hear it. And, uh, that's what dialogue and the forum of debate is all about. And so I, uh, I encourage you and want us all to embark on this mission for a better life. Excellent. Thank you, Nolan.